reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Remember that someone's testimony actually is a prophecy concerning your own life. And a prophecy you believe is the one that actually happens to you. And so this morning, I want us to invite our sister, Sherita Aseye, to come and share her testimony. Clap for her, encourage her as she's coming. My name is Sherita Awunyo Asei. I'm from Joy Zone. My zonal pastor is Zipi Joslin. God has done so many things for me since I came to Lighthouse. It's been my desire when I was a child to preach to a group of people, but I don't know how to go about it till I got a chance to come to Lighthouse and join Shepherding Work. And through that, God has blessed me so much. I used to sell breakfast at the roadside a package of breakfast and through that a man came to me and offered me a job and he took my contact and it's been one moment he has not called me I was at home one day when he called me and asked me to come to Lance Commission and I went there so when I got there he asked me to write application so when I wrote the application he offered me the job to be assistant of him so he's a director there and through the wisdom that I've derived from the church I cannot derive it from in the, in the world. And God has helped me so much. God has elevated me from being a, a, what, a, a breakfast seller to, a, to, to work at Land Commission as assistant of a director. I thank God so much. Wow. Turn and look at the person by you and say, wow. It, it may sound like a fairy tale. But these and many more such testimonies are happening in the presence of God. I see yours coming to you very soon in the name of Jesus. Hello. Amen. This morning we are all welcome back to Jesus. Amen. Sometimes in life you turn away from the right direction. And the right path. But this morning, God is waiting for you. And his, his arms is open to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome back 
to Jesus It's good to see you home Your brothers and your sisters Have been here all along We've been waiting for you brother And now we're close to tears To see you coming back home the answer to a prayer Welcome back to Jesus It's good to see you home Your brothers and your sisters Have been here all along We've been waiting to see you And now we're close to tears And now We've come together and now we want family. You've been wondering for so long, looking for the song. We sang together before and now we sing it just for you. One more time or two. One in the Lord. Welcome back to Jesus. It's good to see you home. Your brothers and your sisters have been here all along. We've been waiting for your brother, and now we're close to tea. Coming back home, the answer to a prayer. It don't matter where you've been, it don't matter if you sin. The Lord forgives, so do we. But our sin cost Him His life, the supreme sacrifice. His grace is a cheap, but it's free. Welcome back to Jesus. It's good to see you home. Your brothers and your sisters have been here all along. We've been waiting to see you. Welcome back to Jesus It's good to see you home Your brothers and your sisters Have been here all along We've been waiting to see you And now we're close to tears And now we're happy to see you Welcome back to Jesus It's good to see you home Brothers and your sisters Have been here all along We've been waiting just to see you And now we're close
close to tears And now we're so happy The answer to our prayer And now we're so happy To see you today. This morning, I'm sure we are all excited and ready to receive what God has for us. I want us to stand on our feet and receive the ministry of Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Put your hands together, make some noise, celebrate. to church on Friday, Monday, Sunday, any day to see it as one of the privileges of life. Whenever you enter into the house of God, you, you, are, you are enjoying a privilege because many people cannot find their way. You know, you'll be surprised to know how churches, at least in our side of the world, are all over the place. You turn here, there's a church, there's a signboard, there's a church, there's a billboard, but somehow, people cannot find their way to church. They pass by the church to the drinking bar because it is not as mundane as you may think. It's not as commonplace 
as you may think that you just enter into church into a church building it takes a miracle for you to enter a church especially somebody as bad as you you, you know yourself or you forgotten ah only three years in church you've forgotten your past try and remember yes those things remember those things yes but through the collaboration of angels the spirit of god the power of god divine movements in the heavenly places the mercies of god somebody like you hey father i thank you i've seen somebody in church i'm happy that he's in church i've seen myself in church i'm happy that i am in church may we not take this for granted say amen we are looking at second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13 as our memory verse second corinthians 4 and verse 13 it says we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believed therefore have i spoken this verse is saying that first of all you shouldn't count yourself outside this context join us we who have the same spirit of faith you must have a spirit of faith a spirit that believes things a spirit that believes god a spirit that says yes lord a spirit that says god what you are saying is true we should all believe god not to be stubborn amen we all have stubborn traits i have my own you have your own but let's believe god that we will not be stubborn so we must grow that spirit of faith so you say we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believed and therefore have i spoken we also believe and therefore we speak when you leave here i am praying that god will touch your heart to speak if you truly believe convert your belief into the spoken word tell somebody about jesus people who don't witness are really not believers if you witness it shows that you believe say we first of all he quoted an old testament scripture and said i believed and therefore have i spoken this is an old testament scripture it said as it is written so we also we believe please ask your neighbor respectfully please do you believe other person say yeah so so if you believe then therefore you must do what you must speak so this week you will speak because next week is also a sit by your soul sunday amen so the title of my message is how to come back to jesus romans 14 verse 11 how to come back to Jesus. I'm preaching to you this morning how you will come back to Jesus. Somebody here, how to come back to Jesus. And I'm also teaching you to know how people come to Jesus. And the third reason why I'm preaching this is, once again, to you. So in case you backslide one day, how you will return to Jesus. Because the Bible says, and this is true, it's very true. For it is written, you must have great respect for the word of God. Anyone who disrespects the word of God will grow to speak like Nebuchadnezzar, that there is no God. There is none other than the God of the Jews, a senior idol worshiper. By the time God finished with him, he confessed that there is no other God that should be worshipped except the God of these Jews, Jehovah God. As it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So, this verse seals the end 
of the matter. We can tell the end. See, the Bible is a book of prophecy. You, 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 you can live today and tell the end. So the people who study the word of God, who are into scriptures, they speak like prophets. When they are not even prophets. Because they can tell that what you are doing, this is the Luke 15 model. And this is how it will end. What you are doing, this is the John 4 type. This is how it will end. So the Bible says, every knee shall bow. In the month of evangelism, we, we, we step out with this confidence that every knee shall bow. Every knee. The knee of the wee smoker. The knee of the godless rich man. The knee of the regular girl who doesn't want to know God and about God. The knee of the pastor. The knee of the worship leader. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess to God. There is a little difficulty here. Which is resolved by Paul. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess to God. What do we confess to God? But this verse tells us that every knee shall bow. Anybody listening to me? Who finds it difficult to bow your knee? Announcements. Your knee will bow. I say it will bow. I say bowing dear. It will bow. But when it will bow. Is the issue. And every tongue shall confess. What shall every tongue confess? Paul answers it in Philippians 2. Quoting. Again. Philippians 2. Are you there? Let's read verse number 12. Beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with what? With what? Fear and trembling. I'm going to come to this, but if you go, go back, to verse 10 you see right there that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow Paul is repeating himself here of things in heaven he wrote Romans he's writing of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth verse 11 and every tongue shall should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord Everybody will proclaim that Jesus is Lord. Everybody will proclaim. So when you meet godless people, godless wealthy men, godless beautiful women, godless educated people, godless poor men. Some people are poor and are godless. Some people are ugly and they are godless. You see the face of somebody who says that he worships an idol. You wonder whether the, the face was carved out of wood or stone. Only to go into the shrine and see that the man's face is like the idol's face. Yes. Handsome men are godless. Handsome men are godly. There is a godless type of every segment of society. Godless poor people. Godly poor people. Somebody said, 
you cannot tell a person's behavior, humility towards God when the person is poor. It's when the person is rich that you can tell and the person is still humble. But I don't agree. Yeah, I've met poor and proud people. Not every poor person is humble. Yes. I'm preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching. Oh, you've not seen some before. It's not that way. It's like you are humble because you are poor. There are people who are poor and are proud. Some people are rich, very rich, and are very humble. Some are very rich and very arrogant. People are very educated and most humble, very educated and, and very prideful, prideful. So it is not your money or the lack of it. There is something in you. There are married women who are very humble. I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 22 years. Give me credit for some of the statements I make. I speak as a statistician. Yeah, I've met married women very humble, very cool. I've met unmarried women arrogant. Of course, that is also one of the reasons why they are not even married. It's one of the reasons. Yes, because there's no man, dead or alive, who will live under a roof with a certain type of behavior. No, 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 not one. I've seen married women very proud. You won't be like that. How do you come back to Jesus? Because the truth is that whether you are married or unmarried, poor or rich, educated or whatever, you will bow your knee to Jesus. Every knee will bow. So, the discussion right now for five minutes as we close is that how will people come and bow? Yes. How will people come and bow? I've got four points. Number one, the first way people will come and bow their knees is that they themselves on their own will come and bow their knees. He himself will come. We see that model in John 3. Nicodemus, he himself came to Jesus. Yes. There's no problem. He's not poor. He's not a rich man. He's not, he's not having issues. Whatever. He's, he's a normal man in town. That's why uh, your friend is saying, you know, uh, verse 12 of Philippians 2 says that, work out your own salvation. Yeah, it, it, it's your own salvation. The salvation I have is my own. You too, your own, is your own. And everybody works it out. Everybody works out his salvation. Everybody works out his salvation. So there are some people like Nicodemus who just, he, he wants to see Jesus. He just comes to Jesus. I prefer that type. How to come back to Jesus? You can come back on your own. Somebody here today, you are not born again. You don't know God. You just came to church. Today, on your own, on your own, without any issues, problems, on your own, you come to Jesus. It's beautiful that way. When I say on your own, I'm not saying that you are a good person or you are a bad person. All have sinned. David said, I was born in iniquity. Yes. Some people feel that they are good because they are school prefects. Yeah. Yes. There, there are some people who feel that as for them, that like they are good. One of them is the head prefect, school prefects. The other one is the chapel prefect, those who are sacristan. Sacristan prefects, chapel prefects. Yes. Number three is Wesley girls people. Yes. <laughs> I have them in my house. They feel that they are good. 
So what they look at, holy child, bad girls. And infantman girls and every girls and so on. So who? Every girls. Ha. We in our school, we, we, we were battling with buckets. A full bucket. Every girls, they use a pail. Sachet. Yes. They feel good. You should see a Wesley girls, girl. If you, if you, you, you will see one when we are giving offerings. One of them will come. When she comes, I'll show you that this is one of them. I mean, the way they just come like that. But you see, whether you are from Wesley Girls or you are a school prefect, whatever, you have sinned. <laughs> Say all. All have sinned. All have sinned. So that's why on our own, as I have not married, I'm a nice single man, have a job in the bank, or I'm married with three children, or I'm about to get married, or I just got married. I've got a good job, I'm a businessman. No matter who you are, you've not smoked before. You are a virgin. Yes, another group is virgins. Virgins, yes. Virgins. Virgins feel that they are good. But your righteousness does not come from your virginity. Yes. Righteousness is not derived from the intactness of your hymen. It's not hymenical. Righteousness is of God. Don't let me preach, please. Please don't push me to preach. Uh, I want to have a nice service this morning. I feel under pressure to preach. <laughs> yeah, there are virgins here who feel that they are better than that girl who was a prostitute and came and shared a testimony that she had three men at the same time. And you don't have any boy. Nobody has done anything to you. Nobody has broken your heart. Nobody has broken other parts of your body. Nothing is broken. I'm preaching. You are not better than the lady who came. To say. That's what I'm saying that on your own, whether you are a virgin or you are not a virgin, on your own, you can get up and say, I'm coming to Jesus. Because whether I'm a virgin or not, I am not righteous. Righteousness is of God. Not of virginity or Wesley Gelsism. So that's the first way. This morning, on your own, when you leave the service, you are going to your house, your house you've rented, your house you've built, you enter your car, you have a normal, nice life. But that doesn't mean you are born again. Being good doesn't mean you are born again. Being a school prefect doesn't mean you are born again. Being nice doesn't mean you are born again. Being a faithful husband doesn't mean you are born again. Being a faithful wife doesn't mean you are born again. Righteousness is of God. Through Jesus Christ. Number two. I have to end the message. Somebody instead of going to church. Is selling soap or is making announcements. And you are in church. So you can easily feel that you are more righteous than the one making announcements. Yes. Sitting in church doesn't mean you are born again. Am I preaching? The next way to be saved. To, be, to come back to Jesus. Is if you will not get up yourself. If you will not get up yourself, then the next level of God's mercy is that somebody will come and hold your hand and bring you to Christ. Yes. So, a lot of people came to Jesus, not because they came, but they were brought. Like in John 4, a woman meets Jesus at the well. Then she goes to town and tells the men. I don't know why she went to the men. Of course, she had had five husbands already. So, she's a woman who is... She's, I mean, her, her relationship with men was very fluid. Like, I mean, just by default, she would talk to a man. 
No, there are some women like that. They don't have female friends. All their friends are boys. And they are still virgins. It's not that they are bad girls. They're just naturally boysical. So if you won't come yourself, somebody can hold your hand. There are some, some people who came today. Someone brought you. It's also a way of coming to Jesus. Actually, if you are here and you want to win souls for the Lord, there's a John 4 model where you don't preach to the person. You just invite the person and say, come and see. Come and see. Come with me. I've met a man. Let's go. Then when the person comes to Jesus, he hears the voice of Christ. So it's one of the ways to do. This month, may you win a soul with the John 4 method. Yeah. John 4 method. So somebody will bring you to Jesus. Say, let's go. Anyone here who brought someone to church today, if that person gets born again, the person enters your account. Yes, even though you never quoted a verse to the person. But you brought, it's a way of bringing people to Christ. That's, that's how Peter came to know Jesus. His brother Andrew called him and said, let's go. Let, let's, I found the Messiah. So always, not everybody meets Jesus directly. Some are brought to Jesus. So if it's your style, keep bringing them. You'll be piling gold in your bank account. So the first is that you get up and come, which is the best. And also, or number two, somebody will say, let's go to church. Let's go to church. Just dress up and let's go to church. When you go to church, the pastor preaches very well. Not this, my type of preaching. I mean, I'm talking about proper pastors who preach very well. You get born again. I pray that one day you meet as a pastor on radio. But number three, if you don't get up yourself and no one brings you, then you are, you see, that, that, that's where, remember, every knee shall bow. Yeah, so what, what will bring somebody on his knees? What, what, what is it that will bring a man to his knees? He himself will go on his knees. Personally, I want Jesus. I love Jesus. Come into my heart. Lord Jesus, I'm not a weed smoker. I'm not a prostitute. I've not stolen. I've, I'm just a regular guy, but I need you. What will also bring somebody to his knees? When somebody brings you to church, brings you to God, and you also come and bow your knee, You've been brought. But if these two things fail, then God jiggers. Then we come to the, the woman with the issue of blood type. Why this time you will come to Jesus because of your pain. I'm preaching. What do you think I'm doing? I'm preaching. Yeah. If you won't come to Jesus on your own and you will not allow someone to bring it to bring you, then sometimes a disease. Yes, a disease. Or a problem. And this problem is not your fault. The woman with the issue of blood, for how many years? 12 years. She, she, it's not that she ate a certain fruit or went to smoke. No, it was just there. And the, and the pain, the problem, bleeding. Hypermenorrhea. 12 years. I'm surprised you are still alive. But I will prefer that you don't wait for bleeding to bring you to Christ. I, I went to, uh, to one of my daughters, I said, I've not seen it for a long time, so I've been going to a prayer camp at Ekropon. Ekropon to do what? A marital issue. 
a certain type of man she has gone to marry. She's a good, sweet, beautiful, loving girl who has gone to marry a dragon. A dragon. She wouldn't come to church regularly, but I still loved her. Sometimes I would call her before she comes to church. Now she on her own will take dropping to a cropon for a, to a prayer camp. Why? Because if you won't go on your own, a problem, not your own doing all. You are just there. You, 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 I mean, you've done nothing. Issue of blood type of problem. Marriage that you haven't spoiled. You just happen to have chosen a fool to marry. Please, are you listening to the message I'm preaching? I'm saying it all. That don't let pain. A lot of people came to Jesus who would never have met Jesus. Who would never have bothered to, to call Jesus. Bartimaeus. If he was a man who had good eyes, he would never have followed Jesus. But because he was blind. So sometimes God will hit you with blindness. He will hit you with a problem so that your mind, your attention will come to Jesus. You want that? It's up to you. Yes. Not all problems. Please note it very carefully. This one, uh, number what? This is number what? It's not, you've done nothing. Nothing. You've done nothing. That a cancer has come. There are cancers who come by smoking, by drinking, having a lot of sex. There are many cancers like that. A lot of sex will give you a cancer. There are some cancers, nothing. Just by being there, it comes. Every knee must bow. So I, I pray that you bow your knee when you have no cancer. You bow your knee as your marriage is nice. You humble yourself and bow your knee as tomorrow morning you are going to work. Don't wait till you are being sacked. Now you attend heaven will answer. The message I'm preaching is how to come back to Jesus. Don't push God. You know, sometimes people will say, don't push me. Don't push me. Alex, don't push me. I'm a woman, but if you push me, I'll beat you. Alex, Alex, you are pushing me. Alex, you are pushing me. I'll beat you. Don't push God. He has his own method. A woman came to see King Saul and told King Saul. She came to beg for Absalom and told King Saul. She brought a story and told King Saul that even the people who are banished from God, God devises means by which his banished will return to him. God devises means. And one of the means God devises is the means of a disease. Yes. A pain. Some of you, you will never read your Bible. It is heart disease that will take you to National Cardiothoracic Center. And that is why you see Gideon's Bible. Why? Why should you go to a hospital to read the Bible? Can't you read a Bible? Is there no Bible in your house? But if it's a hospital, you must go. God will take you. You will go. Any means, your knee will bow. I'm preaching. I, I, I finished preaching. Number four. The fourth way of coming back to Jesus is through your mistakes. This is different from number three. Where you've done nothing. You are rather a good husband. And your wife is beating you. You're rather a good wife. And your husband is chasing girls. And abandons you. You've done nothing. And blood. Blood. 12 months. 12 years. Blood. Bleeding. You, you buy pad for a day. For 12 years. You've done nothing. But this number four. Is the Luke 15 model. Where your stupidity. Or bad deserve for. Or bad deserve for. Prodigal son. Yes, it's also a way, a way, a way people 
God, and, and I've seen it as a pastor. A lot of people have been humbled by their own mistakes. But the Bible says that your own wickedness will correct you. Yes. Sometimes God actually puts wickedness in you. Talking about Judas, the Bible says, and Satan entered him. God, you are a disciple. Not one of 200, not one of 500, not one of 70, one of 12. So close to Jesus. But when God sees that you are not amenable to change, he will allow Satan to enter you. Go and smoke weed. Go and fornicate. And know that you are bad properly. And then you come. Because some of you, by virtue of the, the Wesley girls you attended or your virginity, you, you feel, and, and you're on your way to hell because you feel that you are, it's like, you are good. So one of the things God does, and it's, a, it's an act of God, you, you, if you read the Bible, Old Testament, you see kings who made certain mistakes. And the Bible states clearly that it is God who made him do that. Yeah, God pushed someone, pushed someone to do something. It is God. It is God. It is God. He will let you go and see your father for your portion of the inheritance. Yes, he will let you go and see your father for a portion of the inheritance. And you get the money and you buy a plane ticket to Russia, far country, and smooch halots. Once you finish everything and your money is finished, you begin to eat with pigs. Then you realize, hey, how? How am I eating? Why, why, why should I be eating with pigs? Servants in my, in my house are eating sausage. Servants are drinking oats. Servants in my house are eating sandwiches. Why should I, a son? Your own stupidity will correct you. Yes. And I'm saying that even though you went to infantipim school, God can put stupidity in you. Yes. He will put in you a desire for a certain girl who will run your life down. By the time you return to church, you have no car, you have no job, your wife is, has, has left you, your children don't want to see you, and now you have been brought to your knees. You will bow, but I prefer you had bowed at number one or number two, and not number four bowing. You've not seen people who have taken bad decisions before. You see people who went to Harvard, books, their books, Harvard Business School. You won't believe it. You won't believe it. Somebody who has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars studying at Wharton School of Business in the University of Pennsylvania. Top, 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 top. And the decisions they take about their lives, about their business. You wonder. But it is God. He will let you behave so foolishly, you won't believe that you are the one. Many times I've had the privilege of, of telling wives. I said, you are destroying your marriage. Are destroying? Yesterday, one of them brought me chocolate. As the marriage is running down. Yesterday, I was in the church and came and brought chocolate. I said, oh, it's nice, but how's the marriage? So he's still not talking to me. I, I was eating the chocolate in front of her. <laughs> I'll eat it. Me, I fear God. The things God can let you do, eh, you won't believe that you are the one doing it. If he sees that there's stubbornness in you, he just holds your neck and kick him. Suddenly, you, are, you have no job. Then when you come to church, when you are saying, lift your hands, you, you raise your leg and your hands. But right now, right now, with the UN job you are doing, when I say, shall we lift up our hands? You just stand there chewing, chewing gum like a cow. <laughs> if you are rich, humble yourself. If you are a virgin, humble yourself. If you are a pastor, humble yourself. If you are handsome, humble yourself. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you behave as if, I mean, who, who gave you a husband? Why do you think you are better than Jocelyn? Who is not married? 
Why do you feel that because you are wearing a ring, you are special? Why? You see them all the time. And suddenly, there's no ring. They come and sit in front. And I, I, I sometimes I feel like knocking their house and blaming my hand. But welcome back to Jesus. This morning, I'm not invoking Article 4. I'm not invoking Article 3. I'm not invoking Article 2. I'm invoking Article 1. Trusting that you are wise enough to know your state. Every eye closed. Look at yourself properly. If you were to die right now, will you go to heaven? Will you go to hell? Pastor, I need Jesus. Pastor, pray for me. Pastor, please. I want Jesus. As every eye is closed and every head is bowed. Let us fear God. Let us fear God. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to help you. I will pray with you if you are here like that. You want to come back to Jesus. You want to know God. You want to be close to God. Bible says, nearness to God is my good. You want to be born again. Yes. Even before I said, somebody has already lifted up his hands. If you want to receive Christ, lift your hand. I want to pray for you. If you want to be born again. Yes. Lift it high. I'm invoking article one. Lift your hand. Where that one, you yourself, you don't wait for a problem. You don't wait when your leg is about to be cut and you are in the orthopedic ward. Then you start reading Gideon's Bible. Pastor, I'm okay now. I'm not the richest man in the town, but I'm okay. But in my okayness, I realize that if I were to die now, I'm going to hell. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Yes. Yes. Somebody's listening to me right now by radio, by podcasts. When God came to Adam, he asked, Adam, where are thou? He was expecting Adam to know where he was with respect to God. May you know where you are with respect to God. I want to pray for you. How to come back to Jesus. Lift your hands. You want to say, Pastor, when I see myself, I feel I'm backslidden. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Yes. And if your hand is lifted up at the back, in front, left, right, wherever you are, please come to me now. Come. Let me pray for you. We are late. Come. Welcome back to Jesus. It's good to see you home. Welcome back to Jesus. Your brothers and your sisters have been here all along. Welcome. Jesus waiting just to see you and now we close to tea to see you coming back home the answer to sing it baby welcome back to Jesus it's good to see you home your brothers and your sisters have been are in town you came from the house yourself I've received phone calls my phone is not this one the old, my old phone I've received calls from people in prison in Sawam they call me to pray for them look don't mess with God as you are free 
But if you must receive Christ in his home, you will go. Yes, come. Yeah. If you have to, look, God, God, Nebuchadnezzar couldn't believe it that he, he had been humbled by God. He said, in this land, Babylon, nobody should try and serve any Osiris or Isis or whatever. Only the God of heaven. If you must go to Nsawam, you will go. You will go. Those in front, lift your two hands. And our brothers at the back and sisters, you can join us as we pray. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I've heard something. My heart is touched. I'm sorry for going far from you. I'm dirty. Please wash my sins. I've heard about the blood of Jesus. Please use it to cleanse me. I'm dirty. Forgive me. Today, I'm staying in church. I'm not going back again. I'm not going back. No, 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 no. Say no, 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 no. I don't want, say I don't want Article 4 to catch me. Yes. I don't need problems to bring me to God. As I'm okay now, I'm coming to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.